Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Mark chapter 5, and we'll start reading at verse number 21. The Bible says, and when Jesus passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with them, and much people followed him and thronged him. With the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you on this title today, The Process of a Miracle. The Process of a Miracle. How many believe that we still serve a miracle-working God? I said we still serve a God that is able to do what no one can do. We still serve a God that is able to heal and deliver and set free. And if you need a miracle in this room, can I tell you, you're in the right place with the right God to get exactly what you need. I wonder right now if there could be some people with expectation that would clap their hands in agreement and say today is the day somebody's going to get a miracle from God. Come on, why don't you clap your hands one more time. Let's pray together, God. We pray right now for your spirit to have complete liberty in this room. Let every mind, let every heart be stayed upon you. Let there be perfect peace in this room that your presence and your power could move and minister in this place. We take dominion over every spirit that would exalt itself above the wisdom and the knowledge of God. And we pray that the spirit of revelation and truth, oh God, would move in this place. God, let there be a demonstration of your power and your spirit. We pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. One more time, why don't you put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Jesus is for everybody. I don't care where you come from today. I don't care what your story is. I don't care what your background is. Jesus is for everybody. Jesus is for the rich. Jesus is for the poor. Jesus is for those that have it all together. On the outside because how many know nobody really has it all together but Jesus is for those that like to fake it like they have it all together and he's for those that 
on the outside and the inside are falling apart. Jesus is for those that are broken and Jesus is for those that have it all put together. Jesus is for the sick and Jesus is for those that are healed and healthy and whole. I've come to preach to someone today. Don't you ever think in your mind that God cannot reach you. That God does not care about where you are right now. I know that there are some in this building that would say there's no way that a God could love me. You don't know what I have in my life. You don't know the situations that I've dealt with. You don't know my family tree. You don't know. There's no way that Jesus should do something for me. But can I tell you that our God is no respecter of persons. And you're looking at a bunch of people that can testify today. God is for everybody. Jesus' love is for everybody. I've come to preach to you. Jesus didn't die for perfect people but Jesus died for imperfect people all have sinned and come short of the glory of God but I'm so thankful that he died anyhow I'm so thankful that Jesus went to a cross on Calvary and shed his blood anyhow. And I've come to remind somebody that's given up hope. I've come to preach to somebody today that feels like there's no way out for you. Jesus has come into this place for you. Jesus hasn't come for your neighbor. Jesus hasn't come for everybody that's perfect. But you, you right there in the midst of your sin. You right there in the midst of your addiction. You right there in the midst of your problem Jesus is coming for you you don't have to wait another second you don't have to wait another moment today is the day of salvation today is the day that you can be delivered today is the day that you can be set free you just gotta have enough faith to believe that Jesus is for me and if God be for you, who can be against you? If God is on your side, can I tell you there is nobody in this world that can stop what God can do in your life. If God is on your side, there's no weapon formed against you that can prosper. Yeah, I know it took a lot for you to get here today. I know some of you had to cry yourself to sleep last night. I know some of you had to wade through all the insecurities and all the problems and all the difficulties to get here but can I tell you it's worth it because Jesus is here and Jesus has come to do something amazing in your life you see we like to think that Jesus is for everybody but us because it's easy to believe God to do something for somebody else but it's very difficult at times for us to truly believe that Jesus can do something for us. But let me tell somebody in this place that feels inadequate. That feels that they don't deserve the mercy and the grace of God. Someone that feels that you don't deserve the attention of God. Can I tell you? He is the God of all. Because we all need God. 
He's the God of everybody because no matter what it seems like on the outside, everybody in this room needs God. I know that everybody might have their suits on and look like they have it all together. But can I tell you, everybody in this room needs something from God, from rich to poor, from black to white. It doesn't matter what skin color, what ethnicity. It doesn't matter what walk of life. It doesn't matter how affluent you are or aren't. Every single person is in need of the power of God in this place and God is waiting and willing to pour out whatever it is that you need everybody is in need of God and God is for everybody we find in Mark chapter 5 two people that were in need of a miracle from God. Two people that were in need of something from God. But these two individuals couldn't be further from each other. They couldn't be more uh, uh, different than each other. We find in our scripture text in Mark chapter 5, we find Jairus. The Bible lets us know of Jairus. He is a man that is used in the synagogue. Many believe that he was a Pharisee. He was a man that on the outside had it all together. He was a man who on the outside had all that we would think he would need to be successful in this life. He was a religious man. He was a faithful man. He was a God-fearing man. He did everything right. He dotted all of his I's and crossed all of his T's. He was everything that a good religious person should be. But can I tell you, even though on the outside, Jairus looked like he had it all together, on the inside, inside his home, inside his personal life, inside his family, everything was falling apart because you see the Bible lets us know that Jairus is little girl had a problem she was sick the Bible says that he approaches Jesus and says Jesus she's so sick she's literally at the point of death and I want to encourage somebody in this place that will look across this room and say everybody here must have everything together can I tell you that couldn't be further from the truth but there's everybody in this room that can identify and say there's something going on in my life there is some issue some problem problem going on in my life that only Jesus can solve that's why we're here today can I tell you we're not here because we have it all together we're not here because everything is perfect in our life but we're here because we know that we're in need of Jesus we're here because we're in need of a touch I'm not here today because I got it all together I'm not here today because I know what's going on all the time but I'm here today because I know that there is a God that can look beyond all of my flaws look beyond all of my needs and minister to where I'm at Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jairus, when he comes to Jesus, understanding that Jesus was the only person that could really meet his need. We find that the Bible says when he comes to Jesus, that he comes and he falls down at 
his feet. Can I tell somebody that is the key to every single person getting what you need in this place? Because right now, we all have the temptation to come in with our pride and act like we got it all together. Every single one of us have the temptation to come in with our religious badge that we've been saved and filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and act like we don't really have needs. But can I tell you before Jairus ever got his miracle, Jairus first had to humble himself and say, God, I've taken off all of my religious... I'm taking off everything that everybody thinks that I am. I'm laying aside my honor. I'm laying aside my title. I'm laying aside everything that everyone thinks that I am. And I'm bowing down at your feet and admitting I need you. In my, Somebody in this place needs a miracle. Jairus, can I tell you the key? The key is realizing he's everything and I'm nothing. The key is realizing I can't do this on my own. I can't make it on my own. I need the power of Jesus in this place. Come on somebody. I said a miracle is at your door. Healing is at your door. But you got to make up your mind. I need the power of God in my life. I don't know about you, but I've tried it on my own. I've tried to live on my own. And I figured out a long time ago that I can't do it. And I figured out the best way for me to get what I need from God is to humble myself. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I'm going to send a healing. Will you humble yourself? Healing comes. Will you humble yourself? Deliverance comes. You need something from God today. Why don't you humble yourself and say, God, I'm in need of a touch from you today. I said, Jesus is here. I said, miracles are here. I said, signs and wonders are here. But you got to get desperate. You got to you got to get to the place to where you're not worried about what everybody else thinks about you. You got to get to the place to where you say you may not go up to the front and lift up your hands, but I need something from God today. You may look at me like I'm crazy when I dance and when I shout, but what you don't understand is I need a touch from God. I haven't come to play games. I haven't come to look cute, but I need something from God. Therefore, I'll do whatever I have to do to fall at him his feet oh somebody give Jesus praise in this place right now oh I would to God that there be some desperate folk today huh, that would say I need him I need him I can't do it on my own I can't make it on my own the Bible says he fell at his feet took a place of humility Admitting that he was Lord, admitting that he was Savior, admitting that although I'm Jairus, and I'm a religious elite, and on the outside I have it all together, and nobody would ever know what's going on in my family. Nobody would ever know what's going on in my home. And if I fall at the feet of Jesus and humble myself 
Everybody's going to know that Jairus is imperfect. Jairus, you got issues? You mean to tell me that you got issues? Yes. But I'm so desperate to get something from God that I'll let the whole world know that I got issues. See, some of us don't, won't receive what we need from God today because our pride won't allow us to admit that we have issues. But can I tell you right now, it wasn't just Jairus that had issues, but there was also the lady with the issue of blood that literally had an issue. Because here's the thing, Jesus is for everybody because everybody needs Jesus. And it doesn't matter what you look like on the surface. Every single person in this place needs Jesus. Everybody on some level today needs a miracle from God. The Bible says that after Jairus falls at the feet of Jesus, the Bible says that he begins to talk to Jesus. And the Bible says it in the King James Version this way, that he besought him greatly. He besought him greatly. When Jairus fell at Jesus' feet, Jairus didn't just kind of whisper, Hey, um, Jesus, um, I need something in my life. But there was a desperation in Jairus' spirit. There was something that was churning, a, a, a fire that was literally burning on the inside of Jairus. And the Bible says that he besought him greatly. Can I tell you what is truly going to get the attention of God for every person that needs something in this room? It's when you make up your mind that I am going to seek God greatly. The Bible says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you need something from God in this place can I tell you what God is going to respond to God is going to respond to desperation God isn't going to respond if you sit there and you kind of just casually do what you do can I tell you what God is looking for in this place today is somebody with desperation in your spirit that would say God if you don't move nothing is going to move if you don't come into my life nothing is going to change but I realize that you're the one that can do a miracle in my life. You're the one that can change my family. You're the one that can turn my situation around. Therefore, I'm seeking you greatly. Therefore, there's hunger. Therefore, there's desperation. Therefore, there's a fire burning. I gotta get to you, Jesus. I gotta get something from you, Jesus. I'm hungry. I'm desperate. I need a miracle in my life. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you right now, when you seek him greatly a miracle will be poured out will you come to him with hunger and intensity and passion God will show up in your life but you got to seek him greatly in the moment that you seek him with all your heart, that's when you're going to find him. In the moment when you've exhausted all of your other options 
And you know there's nobody else that can move in my life but Jesus. And you begin to cry out to him with desperation and hunger. That's when you're going to find him. The Bible says after this, after he beseeches Jesus, after he besought Jesus, the Bible says this of Jesus, and Jesus went with him. Can I tell somebody in this place, Jesus is getting ready to go with every single person that seeks him with all of their heart. You come into this place today saying, God, will you just go with me back into that home, back into that hospital, back into that. Can I tell you right now, when you, when you get to the place to where you seek Jesus with desperation in your heart, can I tell you, he is going to be moved. He's going to come with you. You're not going to walk into that situation alone. Oh, I would to God that some, I said you're not alone, but Jesus is with you. You're not by yourself. Jesus is with you. I know right now what the adversary would tell you, but come on. When there's a desperation to seek him, when there's a desperation to get a hold of him, he will move. He will minister. He will go with you. I don't know if that gets you excited, but that gets me because he's with me. He's with me. I know sometimes I feel like I'm alone, but I'm not alone. He's with me. I know sometimes I feel like I'm desperate and nobody cares, but God's with me. I know sometimes it feels hopeless. I feel abandoned, but in the midst of my darkness, he's with me. If I make my bed in hell, he's with me. If I ascend up into the heavens, he's with me. He's with me. Jesus. He's with you. He's with you in those desperate times. He's with you in the times where depression and fear and anxiety are hanging over your head. And you feel like there's no way out. Can I tell you, he's with you. He's with you in the good times. He's with you in the bad times. If you seek his face, rest assured, child of God. Rest assured, saint of God. He is. He's with you. Oh, somebody lift up your hands right now and receive that. Some of you feel like God has left you. But we have a promise from his word that he'll never leave us. That he'll never forsake us even to the end of the earth. And I know sometimes it feels like he's quiet. And I know sometimes it feels like nobody else is around. But can I tell you, if nobody else is around, you can rest in this fact that Jesus is with you. You can rest in this fact if your family turns their back on you. If your mom, if your dad, if your friends, if your wife, if this world turns their back on you. Jesus will never leave you. Jesus will never forsake you. He's going to stand by your side. He'll hold your hands in the fire. He'll hold your hands in the trial. He'll hold your hands in the situation. He is He's with you. But you know what? Jesus being with us. It's not always a convenient thing. Because when Jairus was walking alone, there were no crowds surrounding him. There was no difficulty in walking. There was no difficulty 
in the press. But now all of a sudden, because Jesus is with him, the Bible says that there is difficulty in them walking because the press, because of the people around them. Sometimes we like to think that God is with us because nothing is going on in our life, because everything seems to be easy. But can I tell you, sometimes when it's easy, it's when God is not with us. But the times that God is actually with us sometimes can be the hardest times to walk, can be the hardest times to take a step. All of a sudden, because Jesus is with them, Jairus is stumbling over himself. Jairus is finding it difficult to walk because Jesus is actually with him. Can I tell somebody in this place, when Jesus is with you, it's not always easy. But if Jesus is with you, you have nothing to fear. There is a miracle that is coming. I said, if Jesus is with you, yes, it's going to get tough. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, the walking is going to get tough. Yes, you might stumble. Yes, you might fall. But I've come to tell you in this place, you have nothing to worry about. You have nothing to fear. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. The reason I rejoice today is because he's with me. The reason I jump today is because he's with me. Yes, I have to cry. Yes, it's difficult sometimes. But he's with me. And Jairus also all of a sudden realizes. As he begins to walk with Jesus. Receiving a miracle is a process. Receiving a miracle is not always instantaneous. Receiving healing is not always something that occurs instantaneously. But many times, receiving what you need from God is a journey. So Jairus begins to walk. Somebody bumps him. He stumbles. Keeps walking. Bible says this pandemonium going on all around them. People are bumping into Jesus. And Jairus, I begin, I begin to, I, I, I imagine Jairus begins to think, man, this was a little bit difficult and a little bit more crazy than I thought. And, and they're walking and Jesus is following him. Jesus is watching him. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that Jesus stops, turns around and says, something just happened. Somebody just touched me. Of course, they say, Jesus, we're walking. We're going to Jairus' house. The, 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 of course, somebody, there's a bunch of people touching you. Jesus said, no, no, no. Somebody just touched me. They needed something, and virtue went out of me. Because here's the thing. Getting your miracle is a process. But also, a miracle is not always about the miracle itself. A miracle is many times about what happens on the journey. You see, some of us right now are despising what we're going through because God hasn't given us the miracle that we need just yet. And some of us think, God, 
There is absolutely no rhyme or reason to what I'm going through right now. Can you just touch my family? Can you just do something? Can you take me out of this? But God is saying to somebody in this place, no, no, no. There's a process that you're going through right now. And in this process, I'm teaching you how to trust me. In this process, I'm teaching you how to be faithful to me. In this process, I'm teaching you how to hold on to my hand when you can't see. In this process, I know you're stumbling, but I'm sure. You're going to get your miracle, but don't you miss what I'm trying to do in the process because in the process, I'm making a believer out of you. In the process, I'm making a powerful man of God out of you. In the process, I'm making a prayer warrior out of you. Come on, somebody. The reason you pray the way that you are right now is because you know you're in the process, and that's the only way you're going to make it. And God is allowing this to happen, to shape, to fashion, to form you into what he He's called you to be. The process. There's a process of a miracle. Sometimes we get so fixated on the miracle that we miss the miracle in the process. But here Jairus realizes that this whole miracle business, maybe this, isn't, maybe this isn't always about me. But the Bible says, when this woman gets a hold of Jesus, here we realize that many times our process is not about us. The process that God has allowed us to go through is not about us. But there's somebody on our way to our miracle that we are going to affect that otherwise would not be affected. Can I tell you, I believe that as Jairus gets a hold of Jesus and begins walking, and Jesus begins walking with Jairus, that that was a divine God appointment because could it have been that this woman with the issue of blood would have never been able to touch Jesus if Jairus had not begun to walk toward his house could it have been that the very thing that caused for this woman to have an encounter with God was the fact that somebody else was being led through the process. Can I tell somebody in this place right now, you're wondering why you're going through what you're going through? Can I give you a little bit of a clue today? God is allowing you to go through the process because in the process, somebody else is going to receive their deliverance. It's not all about you, church. It's not all about you, Jairus. But God is trying to do something in you and through you so that somebody else can touch Jesus so that somebody else can get a hold come on somebody don't you despise what you're going through right now God is going to use the process to lead somebody else to him God is going to use the process to lead somebody else to his presence it's not all about you Jairus Bible says and in the pressing, he's not just pressing for himself. He's not just pressing for his issues to be resolved. He's not just pressing because Jesus just isn't for you, religious Jairus. 
Jairus, I know you have it all together. You're the elite. You're at the top of the social rung. You have premium elite status in society. But Jairus, your miracle isn't all about you. But your miracle is also about the person that comes into this place today. And nobody knows their name. And nobody has a family member that's connected to them. And they don't have anything in this world. They don't have anybody in this world that loves them and cares about them. They're struggling with issues. They're struggling with depression. They're struggling with doubt. They're struggling with fear. And Jairus, Jesus is coming for them today. Jairus, don't you just despise the process Don't, your miracle's gonna come your healing's gonna come but if you allow yourself to stay in the process somebody that needs Jesus is gonna receive what they need from him can I tell Calvary Tabernacle stay in the process God is doing something don't rush the process God is gonna bring about a revival God is gonna bring about a harvest in the process yes it's difficult yes it's a journey yes it's a process but but somebody will touch Jesus because you allowed yourself. Somebody that's coming into this place today that would say, there's nobody in this room that understands my life, my situation, my family. Nobody understands. Nobody understands what I'm going through right now. I'm just a person with issues. Can I tell you that because of people in this room that have allowed God to take them through a process, we're not perfect. We don't have it all together. But God is allowing us to walk through the process. God is stopping where you are. If you'll just do what the woman with the issue of blood did, the Bible says that she stopped and she touched Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus turns to her and said, virtue went out of me. And because of that, because of your faith, you're going to be made whole. You're healed from this day forward. Can I tell somebody in this place today, if you'll just reach out to Jesus, it may be your first time in an atmosphere like this. And you may feel like you're surrounded by a bunch of gyruses that have it all together. But can I assure you, we don't. Can I assure you, we're in the process. Can I assure you, we don't have it all together. But I can tell you this, because of what God is doing in and through us, can I testify that he can do it for you? Because we're on this journey, can I testify that God can heal you and deliver you and set you free on this journey? But all you have to do is extend your hand. Begin to touch Jesus.
my witnesses be that city that setteth on a hill that cannot be hid. Would you lift up your voices right now? Would you receive that word from the Lord? Come on all across this room right now. I want you to begin to worship. All across this room, I want you to begin to praise. Come on all across this room right now. I want you to begin to talk to the Lord. God is getting ready to do a miracle in this place. God is getting ready to minister to some needs. But you got to allow yourself to be content in what God is trying to form and shape you in, right? I wonder if you would lift up your voice all across the room right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I want you to stand in this room. I'm going to come to a close. I feel the Lord leading, leading us to a place to where we can connect with him. Bible says this, Bible says the woman with the issue of blood touches Jesus, touches the hem of his garment. Jesus says, virtue, virtue is gone from me. Bible says from that moment on, they begin to go to Jairus' house. But what I find very interesting about this passage of scripture, the Bible says that this woman has been unclean for 12 years. But also the Bible lets us know that Jairus' daughter is also 12 years of age. Here's the thing. You might think that your journey is long. But there's somebody that's been afflicted as long as you've been blessed. The Bible lets us know that children, they're a blessing. They're an inheritance from God. And so God has given Jairus this blessing. And perhaps Jairus at some point becomes impatient with the process because his blessing all of a sudden becomes afflicted. Not even realizing that there's somebody that the entire length of time Jairus has been blessed. They've been living afflicted. But God is trying to allow us in this place that are in the process to take our eyes off the miracle long enough to understand that in the process, God is going to take afflicted people with us. God is going to take people that nobody ever gave a shot. God is going to take them and God is going to do a miracle in their life. We come to, a, to the end of this story. The Bible says that finally we get to the end of the process. And in a moment, the Bible says that Jesus sent the people forth. And he went in and he began to deal with Jair, Jairus' situation. Can I tell you, all it takes is one moment for God to speak and the crowds leave. The thing that was tripping you up, the thing that was causing you to stumble, God knows it's all a part of the process. And when the process comes to fulfillment, when it's finally time for your miracle to happen, God will speak one word. And everything that you've been tripping over, everything that's been causing you to stumble and mess up, one word from God, God will cause it to all of a sudden go away. 
But if Jairus had not been content in the process, he would have never got to the place to where he was there in his miracle. The Bible says that Jesus sends everyone away. Because God isn't so busy with his duties that he can't make time to clear the masses and minister to you. God is not so busy with being God that he can't speak directly. Yes, there are masses of people that need God. But God is big enough to minister to every single need. And God in a moment can speak, cause all the masses to go away and have a direct moment and encounter with you. I want to end with this story. I shared this a little bit on Friday night. But my wife, and it's so good to see Angel and Destiny, some people from my wife's church here today. They can, they've seen Carly grow up. They know perhaps what she's lived through and been through. But my wife's father, Ever since she could remember, wanted nothing to do with God. Wanted nothing to do with church. Nothing. And I'll spare the details because it's a very sensitive time in his life, his relationship with God. But wanted nothing to do with God. And for my wife and for her mom, the process was one of the most grueling, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching things that they experienced in their lives. As they would try to live for God and he just wasn't for it. As they would try to do what was right and he just wasn't for it. He would just be against them. But if, and you'll see tonight, and uh, she probably will kill me for this, but my wife, one moment around her, you can tell that there is a peculiar anointing. And I'm not just saying this because she's my wife, but there's just a, there's a, a depth to her worship. There's a depth to her prayer life. There's a depth to the way that she connects with God because God sent her through a process she wouldn't be who she is today, an incredible prayer warrior, worshiper, person who she is without the process. She would not have the relationship with God. She wouldn't have the fortitude. She wouldn't have the ability to tap into the spirit without the process. It was a process. But there was a service not too long ago to where God finally spoke to the things that it caused her to stumble the things that it caused insecurities, the things that it caused difficulties in her life. God finally spoke to them and told them to go away because he was getting ready to do a miracle. There was a service where a man of God began preaching about taking authority over things in your home, taking authority over things that would try to exalt themselves above the wisdom and the knowledge of God. He said, this is what you need to do. He said, you need to go home. You need to pray in the Holy Ghost. You need to take authority over some things because for, for some of you, God is getting ready to do a miracle. God is getting ready to set some things that have been bound for years and years free. So my wife, because of who she was in the process, 
because of what was formed and made of her in the process knew exactly what to do and that day just as she had done many other times she went to her home she went to where her dad would sit and she sat in that chair and she began to take authority over things in the Holy Ghost. She began to take authority over everything that had afflicted their family, everything that had come against them. She began to pray. And I'm not talking about just little, now I lay me down to sleep prayers. But she began to pray desperately in the spirit. And something broke that day. It was about a month later. Her dad. Jeremy Mooney was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins and about three weeks ago on the third stop of the Songs for the Nations tour he joined us in Biloxi and Carly began to pray and she began to say God you're not finished you're not finished with my life. You gave me a promise with my family. It's been a long process. It's been a long time coming. And God, we're almost there, but you're not done. And today is going to be the day that my dad gets the Holy Ghost. Today is going to be the day that you set my dad. It's been 20 plus years in the making. But I declare, I decree, today is the day that the process is complete. And she lifted up her hands and began to declare. She looked up at the screen and behind her came her dad with hands lifted tears coming down his face we laid hands on him in that altar and God gloriously filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost can I tell somebody God is doing something even when you can't see it God is moving don't you give up in the process don't you give up in the waiting your miracle It's just on the other side. Here's what we're getting ready to do. Because we have gyruses in this room that have it all together. We have gyruses in this room that know what it's like to be religious, to be in the presence of God. That know what it's like to have everything in your life going right. You know what it's like to have an encounter with Jesus. But we also have women with the issues of blood. We also have men with issues. We also have people that have become the outcast and the dregs of society. If you know anything about the, the, the Levitical law, if you know anything about the law, you knew that if someone had an issue of blood, they were literally uh, heralded as unclean and they could not be around anybody they had to be away from everybody so for 12 years this woman was an outcast 12 years this woman had nothing to do with society for 12 years people didn't want anything to do with her but because of Jesus Christ because of the process she was able to get a hold of God and from that moment on her life was forever changed so this is what I want to say whether you are Jairus or whether you are the person with the issues. Jesus is here for both of us. Today, right here, right now, God is here to do something in the life of every single person in this place. But you got to respond in faith. You got to respond in belief that God you're going to do something in my life today. So here's what I want us to do. If you need something from God today, I want you to join me at the front. 
If you need something in your life, if you need for God to do a miracle in your life, in your heart, if it is the custom of this place, I want you to join me at the front with hands lifted. God has come for you today, Jairus. I know on the outside you look like you have it all together, but Jairus, you have some issues. An outcast of society, the one that your family has forgotten about you, yeah, Jesus is stopping for you today too. The one that everybody's given up on, Jesus is here for you today too. I want you to lift up your hands and begin to pray together. Come on, would you lift up your voice and let's pray together. Come on, all across this room, would you begin to pray?